podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. It's the moment of the evening every K-State fan enjoys. Settle down and pour a whiskey, crack open a LaCroix. Please put your hands together and make a little noise for your favorite Wildcatters, the handsome Bosco boys. It's my favorite time of the week. That is when we go live. Live on ColorCast. You know it. It's Wednesday, 7 p.m. It is the time. We have a lot of stuff to talk about. A pretty eventful week in K-State sports. Um, we had a pretty bit, or we had two commitments go official. If you listen to the Monday show, you heard me say, uh, you know, the two names. I knew who the two names were going to be. They turned out to be true. Still waiting on two big uh, decisions on folks who have made trips. Um, you know, we're going to talk a little bit of gambling coming to the state of Kansas. Uh, Kansas is going to have sports gambling maybe as early as July 1st when it comes to uh, the apps. Also, and, and it's, it's kind of, uh, it's convenient. It is very convenient because uh, not only is that going to be coming to Kansas, but uh, the Barstool Sportsbook actually just put out their odds for uh, Big 12 championship in football. You know, so it, it, it works out well there. And then honestly, if we have enough time after we talk about all that type of stuff, um, I might have to throw a little bit of shade over at my friends, the 1012 podcast, because again, they were talking crap on QB1 Adrian Martinez with a couple of their contri- contributors saying that he is the lowest guy on the totem pole of Big 12 transfer quarterbacks. We already have a uh, pretty loaded show. We got all the classics, all the heavy hitters up here on stage. We have one open spot for anyone li- listening right now. Um, and uh, yeah, if, if someone wants up there, go for it. Otherwise, I'm sure the chat will be popping off big time. Before we do, let's pay the bills. Again, it's Wednesday. It's 7 p.m. color cast. Guys, I'm telling you, every single Wednesday, 7 p.m. in God's time zone, I'm going to go live on color cast except for when I'm in Hawaii. Uh, This is going to be the spot. And hell, we're going to be doing this during football season as well. Download the color cast app. Join us. And again, I know there's some chatter from the Android people. It is coming. I promise it is coming. And also Athletic Greens. Scoop, score, and feel good. The A1 Athletic Greens powder is how I start every morning. Gets me my vitamins, minerals, superfoods, everything you need. I shake it up. I pour it over ice. I chug it down. Then I hop on my Peloton, have a little coffee, and I'm feeling super human. And then again, I'm going to make sure this publishes on Thursday. To the folks listening now, to the folks who are listening Thursday morning. Mother's Day is on 
Sunday. If you go out, get a Hallmark card and send it on Thursday, there's a chance if you have a good postman like the good chef Andre Napier, it might get there by Saturday. Worst case scenario, maybe Monday. Make sure you call your mom on Sunday if you can't see her. Let's get into it, though. We are going to start with the off-topic question again. Loaded show, big-time stage. So let's kick it off. Let's get right to it. It's almost summertime. I kind of think Kentucky Derby, the kickoff to summer, that is on the way. What is your go-to summer drink? It can be alcoholic. It doesn't have to be alcoholic. If you just like a good lemonade on a hot summer night, that works too. We're starting with the good chef. Chef, I wish my postman was as good as you. What's your go-to summer drink? You know, I would take care of you, Scott. I would take care of you. I wouldn't even ask for a tip, but my best summer drink i mean if i'm going crazy i could put back like a thousand twisted teas real quick and i'd get shit face drunk but i like a good summer sangria give me a summer sang you know i love it peach come on i love it and yeah i i see the chat is 50 and raining i know i know but i heard a or i had a conversation with someone out at the ballpark about the best summer drink uh, a couple weeks ago. So that's been on my mind. That's why I'm going with it. Uh, you know, so I, I get it. It's 50. It's raining. I understand. We're going to email Mike, who's going to be featured in the next question. Email Mike, what is your favorite summer drink? Arnold Palmy. Arnold Palmy alert. Do you ever go John Daly and throw a bunch of vodka in there too? <laughs> Oh, you know, you know, if the if the moment feels right. I love it. We're going down to my guy, the coffee fiend, Nicky Nick. Nick, what's your go-to summer drink? Again, I know it's 50, it's raining, but what is your go-to summer drink? In the morning, obviously coffee, but in the afternoon, probably a good, just nice bush light or a frozen mango margarita, no salt. I love it. Are you a cold brew guy in the summer? Yes. I love, I love a good, good cold brew. All right, we of course, these two are always right next to each other on stage. We're going Colorado coal, Colorado coal. The mountains are blue. You're in uh, Coors Light country, but what is your go-to summer drink? Uh, I would say it definitely depends on the activity. Um, you know, if it's a typical daytime, playing some beard eye, I'm going to go where the mountains are always blue. That's a nice bush light. Um, and if it's a special occasion, you know, on vacation or something, give me a nice tangy frozen margarita. I love it. We're going down to Texas cold, cold in the Lone Star State. How's the weather down there? Is it feeling summery at all? Dude, it's so freaking hot already. Like this weekend, it's supposed to be like 99 in the hundreds and it's going to be miserable because it's supposed to rain tomorrow. So it's just going to be humid as hell. And Go to my, summer drinks. Um, probably back to my old college days. You know, I enjoy for some reason just summer brew just screams summer to me. Obviously, that beer vodka lemonade combo just kind of hits the spot sometimes. Yeah, I the, I remember one time in college there was a pretty deadly batch of summer brew, and I was feeling it maybe for like three days after that. We're going to my main man, Joel. Joel. Coming off that MVP performance last live show, Joel, what is your go-to summer drink? Yes, sir. In the summer, you know, I want to feel like I'm at the beach. I want to feel warm, maybe a little water 
around a little body of water or something, give me a jalapeno margarita on the rocks, baby. I love it. I love it. Hayes, I, I think you can legally drink. Again, I, I, I got to be careful with you college kids, but uh, if you can legal, actually, I don't care. The cops don't listen to the show. What's your go-to summer drink? As of last November, I can. But um, Oh, yeah, because were you November. on, was it you or was there someone else who was on here on their 21st birthday? Someone was. Uh I don't think it was me because I had a test on my 21st at night. Oh, man. I don't remember was. who it was. Someone was on there for their 21st birthday, but uh, continue. I know you had – I mean, this will be your first legal summer drinking, but whatever. Like I said, cops don't listen to this show. What's your go-to summer drink? Uh, Walnut River Brewing in El Dorado makes a killer IPA called High Beam. We call them Die Beams because um, they'll get you. Uh, so that's definitely my best. I love it. And then my main man out in California, Cali Mike. Cali Mike, we've done some uh, beer exchanges. I know you got some good stuff out in California. What's your go-to summer drink? Yeah, you know, um, I was definitely going to go that route. going to nerd out on some craft beer. But um, I definitely enjoy a Saison or a Lambic uh, little sour beer action in the summer. I love it. I love it. All right. Let's get into the kind of on topic stuff. We're starting off with something that I've been campaigning for a while. And again, this is the funny part about as I look out here and see the folks on stage, um, because there's not a lot of like people currently living in Kansas, but Kansas did finally pass legal sports gambling. That will kind of lead us into the next question. But I have a special guest on here, our guy, Imam Mike. We're not going to dox him. We're not going to say, you know, exactly how he was involved, but he was involved and he's kind of been on the peripheral of legal sports gambling, like for three, four years at this point. So I need to ask him, Imam Mike, it finally got across the finish line. You know me, I was pumped. I was watching the YouTube live streams of committee stuff. I've been, I was watching debates. I even, you know, I fell asleep and then I went back and rewatch it. I know governor Laura Kelly still needs to sign it. Um, but just kind of walk me through it. You know, you, you, you've been kind of involved in this for, you know, around three years. How pumped were you when you, when it finally got across the finish line? Yeah, no, it was it was awesome, and um, and really, this is probably the one issue, the lot that's kind of remained and that was actually relevant in the news um, that's been lingering um, the four years I've been working over here, and um, no, it was great, and I figured it, it'd be people would be at least halfway interested in kind of knowing what the heck we were doing uh, the last the last four years since it's been in the news. Um, you know, 2019, uh, the discussion kind of gets going, but never gets out of committee. And, um, you know, it's kind of figure out what the, what the pieces are, um, who, who all's, um, who all the players are and what's, what's going on. Uh, 2020, uh, the Senate actually passes a bill, um, which is fairly similar to what we have now, uh, with a couple other fun things involved. Um, but that was a, that was the first COVID year where the, legislative session goes from January to May and you know, I think we so remember. You're, so you're saying not only, <laughs> not only did COVID screw up all of our lives, but we could have possibly been legally gambling on sports in Kansas even longer 
if it wasn't for some bats over in China. No, I'm kidding. I'm, I'm right. not going to go down that route. Yeah, well, no, I mean, if we want to get halfway political, the uh, yeah, in, in the 2020 session there, it, it probably could happen a lot quicker, but the uh, the governor was insisting on a, a, um, a another series of apps called uh, iLottery, where the, the state would basically be able to yeah, run lottery stuff online uh, through your phones, kind of how the uh, how betting will now be done. Um, it's actually it's kind of funny how now that we're in an election year for her that all of a sudden I lottery is not a sticking point. So it, it got to get done. But, hey, at the end of the day, no, it got done. So no kudos doesn't you know, doesn't doesn't matter at the end of the day how it got done. It got done. And it's uh, it's awesome. It's going to be great for the state. And uh, yeah, just really excited. Yeah. Fi- final thing, uh, again, not necessarily K-State related, except for I would imagine that if uh, a little provision that got put into the bill uh, that includes maybe trying to attract a uh, you know professional sports team, I would say that if a new state-of-the-art NFL stadium were to happen to end up on the Kansas side of the state line, you got to think K-State might be playing a game there in like 2031 possibly. Would you be at the ribbon cutting for that, or do you think they would let you bring on the cats if that happened? <laughs> yeah, no, uh, pro- probably, uh, probably not me. There's a uh, yeah, majority leader Dan Hawkins in the house. Did everything he could to get this thing done. He ought to, he ought to be cutting a ribbon if it happens. But yeah, no, that's and that provision is awesome. So eighty uh, percent of the new tax dollars coming in uh, from uh, the legalized sports wagering will go towards um, attracting a professional team to Kansas. Whether that's the Chiefs, uh, you got the. Their president said on the radio a couple months ago that they're at least looking at coming to Kansas. So that's what kind of sparked a lot of this. Um, could be Chiefs, could be another professional team. Um, and at the end of the day, if it doesn't work out, then we can just sweep the money and use it for something else. So no harm, no harm, no foul. I love it. I love it. Let's get everyone else now involved. So again, we have a wide cross-section of folks living in different states. We're going to start down uh, Cali Mike, because I don't think there's a lot of gambling that happens legally in California. Uh, If you're back in Kansas or if you ever are in a state where it is legal, would you be someone who would be placing sports wagering? And then, uh, you know, if you do it on an offshore book, we're not going to call it illegal. Uh, Would you increase your frequency if you were in a spot where you could easily access it? Uh, and, you know, not have to go through Bitcoin and stuff to get paid out because we know you're smart as hell. You're winning all your bets. <laughs> uh, I definitely do not take a bet that I don't have like a 99% confidence rate of winning. So I don't do a whole lot of sports gambling. I've been tempted. Uh, I never would bet on the cats because I just I don't believe you do that with your team. Um if I was in a state that was supporting it, I'd probably do it every now and again, you know, just to see what happens. I like a little bit of a risk, you know. Um, but, uh, yeah, I don't do it a whole lot. I'll say that much. There are venues that you can do it out here, but I don't I don't ever do it. See, I, I couldn't remember what the, the California rules were. We're going to go to Coley Dub in Texas, another state that I do not believe has it or is on the horizon. But again, another smart guy who I think probably wins his bets. Are you a sports better than if you were in a state where it was more legalized? How often would you do it or how would that change your betting habits? Yeah, I mean, I definitely partake from time to time. Um, Just kind of depends if I have that extra money just to throw in and 
make some bets for sure. I've, I've been lucky or so a few times, but the main thing is you got to stay away from those uh, online casinos. That's the key. Um, but yeah, if I was in a state that had it legally, I'd probably, I'd definitely probably just partake about the same amount I do now. Um, seems like it's a, it's a lot easier to add cash and, you know, put it, put it back in your bank account. Like you said, um, doing it through Bitcoin is a real pain in the ass. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'd probably partake a, a little bit more. I think it'd be fun. Might give me a reason to move back to Kansas. Come on back, you know, especially if the Hollywood Casino gets a good little sports book set up. Who knows? We might have a little uh, unofficial watch party for an away game. Let's go to Chef now because uh, I think Chef, I think Ohio, and then we'll go to Colorado, Cole. I think those are both states that have it currently legalized. Cor- correct me if I'm wrong. Um, what's it like being in a state where it's like, hey, yeah, you know, I can place a wager whenever I want. Yeah, I mean, it It kind of just got on the books. Not, I mean, it was kind of the similar timeline from when you guys were talking about it, going through the Senate and House and all that stuff. And it, it passed. I haven't done any sports gambling here in Ohio at all. Um, I did when I was out in Vegas. I'm still sitting on that ticket. It's probably dead meat now. I probably can't cash that in. But, you know, I if the opportunity came, I would definitely bet on some ponies. Um, love doing that. But sports, like, Betting Ohio State games, that would be kind of fun, but they never cover, so. Hey, that's why you go with the under or with uh, someone else. All right, let's go to Colorado. Cole, Colorado has been a state where, you know, they, they've been on the leading edge of uh, legalizing stuff, and I know some folks who really enjoy uh, going to places, play, placing bets on games and on their phones in Colorado. How how many units up were you last football season? Because again, you're one of the best and brightest of Bonehead Nation. Well, if I'm the best and brightest, then I don't think we're doing so hot. But the best way to put it is, I say I don't really lose money betting on sports, but I'm definitely not getting rich. So um, I'm usually about breaking even on a weekend, which is good enough for me because it just makes everything a little bit more interesting or what makes it really fun to me is like I can go over to a Rockies game and live bet it just makes it quite a bit more interesting, especially not really being a Rockies fan. Um, so that's definitely one of my favorite things about it. And then another good thing about not having to go to some weird website that's run through China or whatever is there's a lot of promotions that go on to get people to download the apps. So I definitely recommend just to download as many apps as you possibly can that are available. And they usually have like a, a good deal on matching dollars or whatever. Yes. I am looking forward to it big time, but really this was just kind of a tease or something to get us ready to talk about something because uh, the barstool sports app, which is partnered with Penn national, uh, gaming which i believe they will be the ones operating out out at hollywood casino and kck released the odds to win the big 12 championship to win the dr pepper to go to arlington and win the trophy and i'm not really surprised at number one you know oklahoma the favorite plus 150 next texas plus 225 again 
We know how this works. This is where things get interesting. Oklahoma State, plus 700. West Virginia, plus 800. Again, they might be thinking JT Daniels is going to win the Heisman or something. I don't know. Then we get to my first great bet. Baylor, plus 900. I think they should be the favorites. Then you have plus 1400 for Iowa State and TCU. Miss me with that. And then the chip is on my shoulder, folks. I have the guacamole. I have the salsa. I have the queso. I have the white dip. I have all the dips out there because my chip is already so big on my shoulder because it has queso at plus 200. Again, handicapping us at the eighth best odds in the Big 12 to win the Big 12 championship in football and i'm already in arlington or bust mode so you guys know that fired me up when i saw it so if anyone wants to calm me down or if anyone wants to kind of get on get on this train with me now is the time let's start first with joel joel and and i kind of realized i i got out of order i i kept the kansas people in the back pocket joel those are the odds. Tell me your opinion of those odds. And then also, it's going to be legal here soon. Are you going to be placing some wagers here in Kansas? Uh, Yeah, I'll definitely be partaking legally. So that'll be great. Um, And yeah, those odds are absolute nonsense. West Virginia absolutely missed me with that. Baylor, yeah, hell of a value there, to be honest. Um, But yeah, having us at eighth, absolutely fucking ridiculous i'm uh yeah i'll be betting that for sure i i i I know exactly the first two bets i'm gonna make when it becomes legal when it goes live on the apps is going to be k-state plus 2000 and baylor plus 900 we're gonna go to hayes hayes uh you know you're of the legal age i know you're gonna be bringing in the big bucks post graduation are you gonna dabble in the legal sports gambling. What do you think about those odds? Oh, I absolutely am. Um, these odds are hilarious and it's not even governing like K-State. This is normal. I'm used to it. I, we're going to be better than eight, whatever. Baylor being the fifth favorite is hilarious. I I see like a greater than 50-50 chance that they win it themselves. Like I would make them probably plus 150, maybe. But so that's pretty funny. I'm going to take my victory lap. Last year, I said Baylor was going to finish like third in the conference. Everyone laughed at me. It happened. And now everyone loves Baylor. But this stuff is hilarious. That is true. You were one of the few boneheads, I recall, in the over under special that had Baylor over. Let's go next to Nick. Nick, another Kansas guy. Again, I got so excited. I wanted to talk about these. I kind of skipped over the folks where the law actually was going to apply. Uh, any thoughts on it? Are you a sports gambling guy at all? And then what do you think about those initial uh, you know, odds set? I think it's the only spot where there's Big 12 futures out there. So it is the only spot where we're getting these numbers. So I'm going to be the Debbie Downer, and I do not bet, um, especially with my current profession that I'm That is in. true. That is that is true. Um yeah, I do not know the uh, regulations that apply with that, but I'm just going to stay on the safe side and not do it. But um, the current odds for that just came out are trash, and whoever made those can go. Um, yeah, he can go away. He or she can go away because that's nonsense. 
Let's go to the good chef. Chef, um, I think when I first tweeted them out, like my my first thought really was, wow, there's great value with K-State and Baylor. Um, were you shocked at where those lined up? I mean, K-State being behind TCU and Iowa State, I mean, that is literally shocking to me. Why would anyone place any money on the Cyclones or TCU for this year? I don't understand it at all, really. Usually these bets are based on like the quarterbacks that are returning and experienced coaches. That's usually where you get the line for these. So I don't really understand what they're doing, especially putting K-State eighth. It's kind of baffling. Uh, the Iowa State is really the most disrespectful thing I've seen in a long time. They lose their entire team. Transfer portal crushed them. Matt Campbell is trying to find a way to get off the sinking ship that he created. So I don't understand what they're doing right there. Um, and if it's my if it's my opportunity to bet the house on K State, I'm sorry, babe. But I'm betting everything. The, the kids just won't go to college. It's just not going to happen because I'm or they're or they're going to be Elon Musk risk because I'm betting everything. So that's that's what it is, because K-State's we're going to Arlington, baby. You, you know, I, I, I'm not thinking we should be favorites, but when, when you look at the value with Baylor and K-State, when you look at returning production and you, you look at Adrian Martinez, again, if we have time, I might have to start a little bit of a war with my friends over at the 10-12 network, but I, I just, I, I think there's no way. I, I think big things for K-State and Baylor. We're going to go next. Let, let's go to Callie Mike. Callie Mike. You know, sorry, I didn't pull up any of the Pac-12 futures, but, you know, that comes out. Uh, am I wrong thinking that the, if, if you're talking pure value play, there's no other choice except for Baylor and K-State, right? Uh, there's no doubt about it. I mean, but this is like, you know, no big surprise. And actually, I'd probably retract my former statement that I wouldn't bet on the Cats, you know, uh, in this scenario, because it's it's guaranteed money, in my opinion. I just think this is the way it is. You know, it's almost like they applied the same metrics to how they rank the teams preseason because we're always put at seven, eight, and then we finish in the top four, you know. Um, that's just the way they treat K-State. We're like, oh, who have we missed on the list? Oh, right, K-State, let's put them in there. That's just the way it always is. And, and I will say, you know, when setting futures, you really do go hunting for some of those big fan bases and you do want to protect yourself because here's the thing there's texas longhorn fans everywhere and then there's just jabronis going to vegas or new jersey or ohio or soon to be kansas and they're like oh i, I need to get a big 12 bet out there oh texas they're going to the sec let, let, let's go with them you know i understand some of the stuff that goes in there but i just if you're trying to look at things logically i just i just don't understand how that is the number for k-state and baylor Cole, we'll go Colorado. Cole, uh, you know, what are your thoughts when you saw that? Like, were you looking at your balance on the Barstool app, the Barstool book app, and say, man, how much money do I have to put on Baylor or K-State? Oh, yeah. I saw that. You tweeted that today. First thing I did was go put a cool little $10 on that just to lock in those odds because I was like, I was thinking there's no way that these odds aren't going to change before the season starts. But at the same time, you know, seeing the, the way that Vegas uh, has treated K-State um, in the past, especially 
before the season starts with futures, I'm not too surprised the way that they cut it out. Yeah, and, and again, if, if you're trying to like make a guess at where you think they're going to set the win total over under, that just smells like they're gonna they're gonna start that line at five and a half once again and make it easy money for cat fans betting the over again this year. We're gonna go to Hayes next. Uh, hey, well, no, wait, Hayes, have I? T- yeah, I talked to you about this one again. I'm getting all out of order. Yeah, yeah, you. Um, I know. I this is what I get for going out of order. We're going to Texas, Cole. You're down in Austin. Uh, you know, is it like okay? You know, all these UT grads, they're gonna just flood the money on Texas, so they're just protecting themselves. Or how, how do you rationalize Texas being the number two slot and at plus two twenty five? Uh, they're just all idiots, really. They're just not the smartest. They may claim themselves being all smart and great athletics, but they're just not. Um, yeah, I think it's ridiculous. I think it's time to. Uh, Call up the folks and tell them it's time to bet the farm on the cats. I love it. I love it. And then, uh, Chef, have I gone to you again? I went out of order. And then, also, I do need to put this disclaimer out there. Never bet outside of your means, folks. Any gambling talk, sports gambling talk that we talk about on Bosco's Voice from now until the end of time, it's for entertainment purposes only. We will say stuff like bet the house and oh, I'm taking out a mortgage, all this type of stuff, only in jest. Never, ever bet what you cannot afford to lose. Do it for of entertainment purposes only. And again, I, I, I came to Chef. I now remember because you said you were going to become Elon Musk rich, rich for betting the house. You can't see me winking about betting responsibly. Wink, wink. No, bet responsibly. That that is what we're saying, Nick. I I saw you take mute mute button yeah, off. Uh, anything else you want to toss in? Yeah, there? I was just gonna say, Chef, I got you, man. Don't worry. Okay, well, let's all just be smart and responsible. Um, Cal or Imam Mike, uh, from the government's point of view, you want everyone to be responsible, correct? Yeah, and and also this is why we put the casinos in charge and and not have the state on the hook for when you have some really stupid odds. It's not taxpayer dollars that have to go for the payouts. It's the casinos that that have to go bankrupt. That's true. When every when when all these folks are betting K State plus two thousand and they end up winning in Arlington, you know they're not going to be going to you know. Dwight and Ogden and upping his property tax to have to pay it all out. So another great foresight by Emaw Mike and everyone out there. And I do. I, I just want to also say this: that's bipartisanism or bipartisanship at its best. Democrats, Republicans getting along, doing what the people want. I love it. Let's move on now to K State basketball recruiting. So. We have like two, maybe even three prongs to talk about this. Let's start with the happy. Let's start with the happy. And yes, I see Joe Odding got a Notre Dame offer. That's not ideal. Not ideal for football recruiting and some of our top prospects getting some big offers. If there's time, maybe we'll touch on that. But let's let's start with the good. Let's start with the good. Jerome Tang, if anyone listened to our Monday episode, we called it out. Tomlin becoming a cat, pretty good junior college pickup. And or no, uh, yeah, Tomlin, Naquan Tomlin, and then uh, Dorian Finister 
He's going to be a project, but he really fits that athletic body type that works well for the no-middle defense out of Louisiana. Jerome Tang is now 4 of 6 getting commitments on official visits. The other two, Davis, we might be hearing anytime soon, and then Sean Phillips, loving all the you know K-State stuff on Twitter. His commitment is going to come in two weeks. But we got two more commitments. Let's start with the good. Chef. Tang secured another couple guys. I know you have been kind of like, all right, wait and see, wait and see. He's grabbed four dudes since we last really talked about it. What do you think about these two pickups? I'm I'm excited. I mean, I'm more excited about Naquan. That uh, he's a freaky athlete. He's spent time in the JUCO ranks, so I mean, he's gotten against higher level caliber players than obviously Dorian has played in in um in just high school ball so like you said he's going to be a project but naquan he's going to be a long lanky small forward that can kind of guard every position really if you think about it that's going to be huge but this is he's rounding out the team he's not really putting the pieces that we're we're still waiting on for the difference makers and i think marquise noel can be that difference maker he's he's legit but if we get the Antoine Davis, if we, I mean, obviously, we're probably going to talk about it later. The five-star not coming. NIL killed us. Uh, maybe NIL killed us. I don't know. But he's not visiting, so that hurts. But he gets some difference makers in this team. And we're looking at your previous projection of dancing with maybe making a run. But as of right now, the way the team's built, we're looking maybe bubble team probably competing for the middle of the pack for the big 12 and i mean there's nothing wrong with that but we just need those difference makers and i'm still holding hope and he obviously he's got some things going so i'm still waiting though yeah for sure i i I see our guy baller status uh cat in the chat uh there's room for you upstage here man i would love to hear your opinions on uh basketball as we're talking about it let's go to colorado cole next colorado cole uh, four or six hit hit rates. Again, probably the two biggest of those six still uncommitted. We're definitely still in the game. Davis, 100% still, uh, you know, a possibility. It sounds like he's going to uh, make his commitment at some point this week. Um, correct me if I'm wrong. And again, maybe I'm putting my opinion and trying to paint you into the same box as me. But uh, they have some great role players now. And they have some developmental pieces I'm I'm looking at this roster saying, hey man, we we just need a you know one or two more frontline dudes, and I'm going to be all in on next season. Are you in that same boat? Or are you saying, hey, you know, it's fine to have these role people, but I'm not going to get too excited until we see some uh, top tier guys. No, Scott, you can definitely paint me in the same box as you. Uh, can, can I paint you like I'm one of my like, French girls? Yes, paint me like one of those. French girls. I think that's um, a line from Titanic. I'm not 100% I think so. sure. I don't know if I've ever actually watched that movie, but, um, <clears throat> but yeah, I'm, I'm feeling like we got a, we got a squad, but now we just need a couple dudes and I'm still feeling pretty good about it. Cause I feel like that's where maybe like a grad transfer comes in one or two grad transfers. I'm feeling good about Davis. Um, I mean, Dexter Dennis put out his top six today, I think. 
Um, so one or two guys like that that can come in and truly make an impact on the game. I think we got our depth. We got a team. We just need those one or two guys. Yeah, so we, we are in uh, the finalists for uh, Dennis, the former shocker. He really would fit that wing that we, we do need. We, we need to start going after some wings. Let's go to uh, Texas Cole next. Texas Cole, we're filling out the roster, and, and, I, and I think right now, Again, we're not at the 13. You know, we're still we're still trying to get back to the point. I think Bruce had 12 scholarship guys last year, but I feel just about I feel infinitely better about basically pieces 13 through or three through 13, and we don't even have 13 guys yet with this Tang roster. You're just kind of looking for someone to fill the Nigel Pack role, and then trying to find someone to kind of fill that uh, Mark Smith production. Again, I, I don't think you're going to get like-for-like, one-for-one production swaps. Um, but those are like those top-tier guys you still need to bring in. Where's your confidence level that they're going to find one of those guys? And what do you think about these role pieces and these developmental pieces that are inked in and ready to roll? Yeah, I really like the developmental pieces. Um, I do like the finisher guy a lot after watching some of his film. I mean, I don't know much about basketball as far as all the scouting and all that goes but I don't think if he can stick around and stick around for a few years then he can definitely turn into something um and I think you know I'm with you I think I think you know I think some people myself I think just need to kind of relax a little bit on the whole recruiting thing and freaking out about the latest you know information out there but um I really think you know we should be pretty pretty you know, liking our chances with Antoine Davis. Hopefully he comes in, and I think if we can get, you know, like you said, another two to three guys and kind of be the difference makers, I think we'll be set. Yeah, you know, hoping to hear something from Antoine Davis this week again. Him and then uh, that Gibson guy from Oklahoma. Again, I don't know. I don't know if we're in on him at all, but, you know, he was at North Texas the same time Dowling was. So I think if you grab one of those two guys – I'm going to be feeling real good. Let's go to Joel next. Joel, I'm probably underselling or maybe not giving enough credit to Naquan Tomlin, a junior college guy. He was the number seven uh, player in this year's JUCO crop, according to JUCOrecruiting.com, and he was the number one unsigned JUCO guy uh, from the moment Tang came to town. He had offers from Texas Tech, St. John, Xavier, um, I think Mississippi State as well. So again, that was a legitimate recruiting win and maybe someone who I'm underselling when it comes to what he might be able to bring us uh, next year. What do you think about the roster as assembled right now? And where's just kind of your vibe check, your confidence in finding one or two dudes to really take this level to a point where we're going to be dancing in March. I mean, yeah, my confidence in this roster right now is like, Honestly, I feel pretty good about it. It's definitely been upgraded from last year minus Nigel, but I'm pretty confident that between Davis and Phillips, we get at least one of them. So, yeah, I'm feeling good about it. I think the coaches are going crazy and kind of like what Cole or Texas Cole said, I got to chill myself out on the on the boards and realize that these things take time and yeah, it's going to be a good season. We're going to be good. Watch out for the Cats. I love it. We'll go to Hayes next. Hayes, 
you're down there on campus. So like, you know, maybe you're out there partying in Aggieville with these guys on their official. Maybe they're just like, man, I want to hang out with Hayes in Manhattan. And that's why Coach Tang is four or six on his officials. What do you think about these lat, these most recent two that have come in? Do you expect big things from Tomlin from the jump? Do you think he's going to be more developmental? And then Finister, uh, you know, Dorian, do for three, a great uh, Twitter handle. Uh, do you think he is going to be someone who maybe even might be a redshirt candidate? Or do you think, again, I'm just maybe uh, underselling him and putting a cap on what his freshman year might be? Yeah, that's obviously what happened. I mean, why do you think they signed? I mean, um, I did one Q and A episode with you, and I'm like, man, I need to hang out with you. Also, I think you were yeah. uh, f- featured on the K State uh, official Instagram account talking about uh, tips for finals week, I believe. Yeah, I, un- I unfortunately You're was. You're famous, Hayes. Not- First Bosco's boys, yeah. now the official K State uh, Instagram account. I mean, to the moon. If, if Hayes was a stock, it'd be going to the moon. Hashtag hey, diamond this- hands, whatever. Look out for football season. I was in just about every hype video. I'm the dude with the hard hat. But um, I'm loving – or I don't know if I'm loving. I, I like what we're doing with basketball right now with the recruiting. I think we're in an all right spot. Uh, my expectations uh, hinge mightily on the next couple weeks with Antoine Davis. I just saw when you mentioned Dexter Dennis, I went and looked at his top six. Didn't see that earlier. So that's pretty sweet. And I only really see one school in there that's a better – they could claim they're a better basketball school than we are recently, and that's Indiana. So, uh, I, I mean, Indiana. Have... Hell no. No, I mean, I, like, I know what you're saying, but it's still Indiana. Yeah, I mean, yes, but you, you said recently, and Indiana yeah, has sucked recently. Um, so, I'll, I'll say this about Dexter Dennis: um, he's not going to fill up the stat sheet when when you look at points. You know, I think his entire career at Wichita State has been around eight points a game. Uh, you know, six rebounds, but I believe he was the AAC defensive player of the year. Again, really fits into that prototype wing that Coach Tang will be looking for. We're going to Callie Mike next. Callie Mike, uh, two more commitments. Again, we're still waiting for that really superstar, the, the, that guy who can either step in for Nigel Pack or Mark Smith, but you got to be loving where the roster's looking at depth-wise and developmental-wise, because at the end of the day, and I'm not trying to turn this into a Bruce thing, because again, I'm never going to hate on Bruce, I'm never going to disparage him, but where he ended up failing himself was not replenishing the depth on the bench, not finding developmental pieces that he could actually develop, because he's had some upper-tier talent. He just never had a supporting cast for those upper-tier guys uh, you know, post, uh, you know, Big 12 championship. And I think Tang really has that foundation set in place. You can correct me if I'm wrong. If I'm drinking the Kool-Aid, I'm more than fine to accept that. I just want to know your opinion. No, I'm 100% in agreement with you. Um, I'm not worried at all. I, I do think, I think Davis is going to be coming to K-State uh, to fill that pack role. And, you know, I'm just excited by the types of recruits that are visiting you know, um, we're just getting some top tier talent on campus, period. So, you know, this coaching staff obviously knows what they're doing. They've got the right connections. Um, they've got the right guys coming in. So I think everybody should just, um, you know, I don't know if everyone needs to chill out, but I do think that, you know, everyone should have reasonable confidence that we're, we're doing the right things and we're going to be good. 
All right, we, we got Turnbull up on the stage. Turnbull, uh, just give me your thoughts. You know, again, I think we're all waiting for that big splash, that big bucket getter. Um, but I think the depth is there. I think there's developmental pieces there. W- what's your, you know, vibe check on the roster as currently constructed? I'm actually pretty excited for this year. Like, it's been a while since we've had some reasons to be excited. I do think we'll get Davis probably in the next two weeks. And if we do, I'm definitely going to drive out from D.C. to uh, West Virginia for that basketball game. Yeah, man. Well, so time out. Like, again, we're, I, I have to say this. The the official, because I'm still working on an official Bosco's boys away game for football. It's not going to be West Virginia. I do have to tell folks, I have a wedding I have to go to on the Iowa State game. So it will not be the Iowa State game. So we're going to be looking at TCU. But I'm also looking at trying to get out to West Virginia for the football game. Are you going to join me and the good chef Andre Napier in the land of moonshine for that football game? I am more than likely going to be there depending on the wife and the baby. Well, you have to take care of your responsibilities, but hopefully we will see you there. I agree with you, Hayes. Uh, fall weddings suck. I do have to say it's, it was one of my very first friends in kindergarten. I've known him forever. I can't get out of it. I'm not going to do it. It sucks. Uh, but it is what it is. All right, let's touch on the bad, at least, with uh, basketball. So, Jacoby Walter is a 2023 five-star. He dropped his top eight. Uh, K-State was not included. That was one of the first real big names that Tang was connected to. And then again, the big one, we all thought we were getting Sean, or not Sean Phillips, Julian Phillips, because Sean Phillips is still 100% in play. Uh, we got. We, we all thought we were going to get Julian Phillips on campus this weekend uh, for an official visit. Um, he dropped his top five plus some G League stuff, K-State not included. Uh, it sounds like, and I'm pretty sure it's been put out on Twitter, um, he will not be making the visit. So we got two big five stars that we swung on and didn't really connect with, you know, couldn't get either one of them on campus. This can be short, this can be long, can go however you guys want it. Um, I don't think this is a nothing. You know, I think the whole idea was, all right, you get some of these big-time recruiters connected to the staff or on staff to get a shot at these guys, get them on campus, give yourself a puncher shot, and he's 0 for 2 on those big ones. Um, I don't think it's anything to melt down over, but I don't think it's like saying, oh, you know, uh, free pass or anything like that. Because when you put Ehrlich Malagy on the staff, if you have, you know, at least the rumored, it isn't official yet, uh, Rodney Perry on the staff, you know, those are the guys you bring on to have a shot at these five stars. So I don't think it's a nothing, but I also am not melting down over it. Let's just kind of get a vibe check on those two strikeouts with five stars. We'll start with Chef. Chef. Um, just what are your thoughts on that? Again, I'm not asking you to melt down. I'm also not telling you to say everything's all right. Just kind of let me know what's going through your head. I'm not going to melt down exactly, especially for Jacoby Walters. I mean, 2023, he's already putting a, a top eight out. I mean, with the fluctuation in basketball recruiting, we could be in his top four next year. You don't know. Um, for Phillips, that one was a little, little disappointing. Um, especially just going back and forth, saying he was well, he wasn't going to visit, and that it fell through, and then it 
came back and he was going to visit. And then obviously something happened, I think more on the Tennessee side of things um, that we weren't getting the visit. So we were kind of eliminated from that. Um, But when it comes to like Rodney Perry and that coaching, the coaching decisions that we're bringing people on to be recruiters and stuff, um, he has the connections to that link Academy, which um, Phillips was on and there's, 2023 guys that are crazy recruits but obviously some of them aren't uh realistic going to other places um it does kind of suck that that's his pipeline and we're not getting anybody from there yet um but you know you just kind of have to wait but i'm i'm freaking out but i'm not gonna show it to you guys because i'm too much of a man you know i love it chef i love it chef we'll go to uh colorado cole next colorado cole um you know, I, I've laid it out again, 0 for 2 on getting these guys, uh, these five stars on campus for visits. I'm not freaking out, but, I, you know, I, I think it'd be fair to say I'm a little disappointed. Kind of what's your vibe check when it comes to those two five stars? Uh, I mean, I'd be lying if I said I wasn't disappointed. Um, I think part of that is because when you feel like you have a shot at these five star players that are way better than anything we've seen in a while it hurts a little bit more when you find out that he's not coming so i think that's might be partially you know why it sucks a little bit more um but at the same time i'm definitely not gonna hit the panic button i mean these guys have been recruited by a certain staff for you know four years maybe just because some guys in our staff have previous connections They've also been recruiting him to go to their old school. So it's not like that connection is just going to immediately tie them to K-State and tie that interest to K-State. I think in due time, we'll see kind of, uh, you know, an exponential effect of these connections. These guys have starting to get warmer and warmer on K-State. I love it. Uh, We'll go to Colorado Cole or Texas Cole, Coley Dubs. Uh, I've seen you preaching the word patience out there on the internet, so I know your answer, but just kind of preach to the boneheads who are listening who might be feeling a little down. I mean, I'm definitely disappointed. I mean, it, I mean, I mean, it just sucks because, you know, you get pretty excited when you see those five stars, but um, I don't know, kind of like similar to the whole climbing when he first came in. Obviously, it's kind of taken him a little longer to get in on some of these more top-tier recruits. Um, hopefully basketball doesn't take as long, but I think you give it, you know, a full year cycle or so. And I think we'll start getting some of these, hopefully get some more, get some five stars in here, get them to visit and get them to commit. Joel, we'll go to you next again, striking out on those current five stars. You're in the running for a four star for 2022. One of your boys from Sunrise Christian come to count or to town this weekend, a 2023 four star from Sunrise, it's us, KU, and a handful of others. Um, you know, what, what's your uh, kind of vibe check opinions on uh, some of these super upper tier high school guys? I mean, yeah, initial reaction when we missed out on those two um, was some frustration, uh, definitely. But sitting back and kind of thinking about it, I'm just glad we were swinging at a pitch we could actually hit. Like, with our past few years we've been offering these five stars and 
we weren't anywhere near them. Like, it was ridiculous. So, I'm feeling positive about it still. Um, at least we're getting the interest in them, and eventually it's going to start sticking. All right, Hayes, is there any truth to the rumors that Julian uh, Phillips just couldn't hang in Aggieville with you and the boys, and that's why he decided not to make his visit? Not that we condone 18-year-old high schoolers going to Aggieville, but continue. Oh, yeah, like that doesn't happen. I I, I know, Uh, but I'm just, you know, again, (laughs) cops don't listen to the show, but just in case they do. (laughs) No, you hit the nail on the head. We sniffed it out. Um, I just, real quick, I was just thinking, listening to this, and I'm not trying to, like you always say, I'm not trying to tell people how to think, but we're all down in the dumps that we're not hitting on five stars. I mean, let's go big picture real quick. It's insane that we were talking about hitting on five stars. So I'm still pretty happy about that. I still want some recruits to get finalized. I'm getting impatient. Every week I have a different answer for like how I'm feeling, but all in all, I think it's going to be all right. We can get there. Like this team. Yeah. I, I got some hope in the staff. All right, we'll go to Callie Mike before we kind of do a, a kind of rapid fire ending uh, the show. Callie Mike, uh, just, you know, not getting these two five stars visit. We, we were thinking we were going to, uh, didn't work out. Um, just kind of what were your thoughts kind of going through that saga this week? Um, yeah, I mean, like everyone said, there's there's a certain level of disappointment because, you know, you sort of get this feeling with Tang that like, they're just not going to swing and miss on anything, but you know, obviously that's, we got to come down to earth on that one and just realize that, you know, it's just not the right fit. I mean, I will add to this conversation just a little bit that, you know, if the NIL played into it, uh, you know, with, with um, Phillips, was it Phillips? Um, Julian Phillips. Yeah. Um, you know, you kind of wonder all these murmurings about NCAA wanting to curtail some of this NIL talk. And it's sort of like, it seems like the blow up moment might've been Pac and what occurred with him. And you, you look at these big shifts in the NCAA history, what with the BCS and whatnot, you know, they had to change the rules for the BCS because of K-State. And, you know, are they going to have to change the rules for the NIL because of Pac, who was at K-State? You always see these things that are big monumental shifts and somehow we're always involved, whether that's good or bad. That, that, that is a good point. That is a good point. Before we get to kind of the, uh, the, the final two questions, a little bit more rapid fire. One more time. We're going live every Wednesday, 7 PM in God's time zone on the color cast app. I promise you to all of our listeners who have Android, it is coming. It is going to be here in the summer. I promise, I promise, I promise it's coming. And then again, check out athleticgreens.com slash sports drink. Scoop and score the A1 powder. It's how I start every day. And if you use the link, uh, athleticgreens.com slash sports drink, you get five free travel packs and a year supply of the vitamin D droplets. All right, because this is uh, pretty big news when it comes to recruiting, two of the three biggest Kansas kids that we are in on, Avery Johnson, the four-star quarterback, the number two uh dual threat quarterback in the nation, a top 200 recruit, picked up an Oregon offer this week. And then as we were recording, Joe Odding uh, from Hayden High School, which is a Catholic high school in Topeka, Kansas, picks up, of course, 
the Notre Dame offer as well. Uh, we had so many good vibes going with uh, the Kansas kids. We were thinking, all right, it's only a matter of time before we lock up Avery, lock up Joe, um, and then two pretty big offers come in. You know, you're battling with uh, Oklahoma for Dylan Edwards. Just give me, you know, 30, 15, 30 seconds. How are we feeling about these Kansas kids as we sit here today? We're going to reverse the order. We're going to start with Callie Mike. Callie Mike, uh, you know, all of a sudden... I'm, I'm I'm getting nervous uh, about Avery and Joe. Uh, calm me down or make me more nervous. I think it's just going to up the you know the win when we actually get them to commit because you know we're going to see how big of a get this is. Like we already kind of knew it, but with those kind of offers, it just shows how big the potential is for K State, and I think we're getting those guys. I sure hope so. We're going to go to Hayes next. Hayes, uh, Kansas kid through and through. Um, you know, I, I want these guys bad. I want these, I, I want these truly elite Kansas kids to stay home. I thought this was going to be the year we get a lot of them. Um, I'm starting to get nervous. Where are your nerves at? My nerves are fine. Even if we lose auditing, we still, it's still a great class. Um, obviously got a hit on Johnson. I don't feel great about Edwards, but really if we hit, on Avery Johnson, everything's okay in my book, and I still feel pretty good about that one. So I'm I'm still liking this Kansas class and pumped that Kansas is pumping out this many kids, even if they're not going to K-State. For sure. It's a, it's a great year for the state of Kansas. I also got to say, I'm not going to mention uh, any of the recruits' names because this is pure premium stuff. But K-State Online has you covered with all the recruiting news you need. And I'll say this. Joe Otting is not the only big-time offensive lineman guy we are currently in on. So hashtag tell your friends and check out my friends at K-State Online if you want that premium recruiting info. We're going to Joel next. Joel, uh, those are big offers we're not going to have to contend with for two of our top three targets. Um, what are your feelings with those two guys? Yeah, definitely feeling better about Johnson than uh, than Otting for sure. But, um, yeah, you get, like Hayes said, you get Avery in and uh, everything will be A-OK, baby. I agree. That is that is the true crown jewel. But as a Topeka cat myself, even though he's at Hayden, I love to see those big-time Topeka football players ending up at K-State. Coley Dub, Coley Dub, are you kind of falling in line with what the consensus seems to be? Hey, as long as you lock in that crown jewel of Avery Johnson, everything else is gravy. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think, you know, like y'all said, get him and everything else is kind of just the cherry on top. But, um, or I, I guess I said that backwards. Um, Johnson is the cherry on top and everyone else is just kind of, you know, extra. But um, I don't know. I'm, I'm still positive. But as a K-State fan, I think in the back of all our minds, it's always that like, well, what if, you know, we've seen this story played out a million times. All right, we'll go to Colorado Cole next. Colorado Cole, are you keeping it chill, keeping it mellow, or are you starting to get a little nervous? I would say I'm feeling nervous. Uh, I'm probably not as high as I was or as confident as I was at one point. Um, but I think, especially with the quarterback offers, I mean, you got to really look at what type of offer is it, I feel like. You know, is Oregon going hard after Avery Johnson, or is he kind of – an option for them if a few things don't go their way. 
I think that is completely fair, and that is something about the quarterback recruiting, which I touched on on Monday. If anyone hasn't listened to Monday's show, that is the thing. Uh, Kleiman has now a very good pedigree of getting guys into the NFL. That's the one spot. You know, Alabama's not taking three uh, quarterbacks a year. That is a spot where you can compete at and find blue chip players and really get in the game. We're going to end with Chef. Chef, uh, you know, two big offers coming in on priority targets. Just kind of walk me through where your head's at. Yeah, I mean, the Odding situation is going to be a little more difficult than probably all the other offers combined, like with Avery and Dylan and all those other kids. Um, O-line, they tend to go to the highest pedigree. So I would say Joe's probably gone. But I'm really nervous about Avery and Dylan and Jaden Doss. They're all kind of seeming like they want to team up, but that's kind of just Twitter talk. But they all hold offers from Oregon. And that was the linchpin that Avery was the last one that to get his Oregon offer. So, I mean, could it possibly they can and they're they've got coaches on that Oregon staff who are big in the Kansas City area, originally from the Kansas City area that like to recruit the Kansas City area. Um, Could they get a trio of Jaden Doss, Dylan Edwards and Avery Johnson? I mean, maybe that would be like a doom scenario for K-State, but it could go the opposite way and we get all three of them. You know, you never know, but. It's a possibility, and that's kind of where I'm I'm at. I'm just kind of leaning towards the worst possible scenario, set myself up to prepare for it so I'm not hurt because I live and breathe off of 17- and 18-year-old kids' decisions on Twitter. I absolutely love that, and uh, you're going to get the MVP of the night. Before I let you get the final word, all I got to say is let's get those three guys on a Zoom call, Chris Harper, you know, let them know like, hey, Oregon ain't all that. I, I think that needs to happen. Let's get those three talking to Chris Harper. All right, Chef, uh, you, you really sold me. You know, I, I don't know where I was going to go with the MVP of the night before that final kind of, uh, you know, soliloquy from you. Uh, I'll give you the final word before we call it a night. Um, you know, I've, I've been doing this Bosco thing for a while and this is a great community. You guys always kill it. Uh, we're tight knit. We're really ramping it up on Twitter. It seems like everywhere I turn anytime a person or a recruit or somebody comes with Twitter in their in their name, they spew it out their mouth. We're coming for that neck or we're going to be congratulating you. And I want to keep that energy up all summer all spring, all summer, and get me through this year so I can get ready for football and basketball. And I appreciate you guys. Appreciate you, Scott. Let's all head up to Morgantown this year and come hang out with your boy. I love it. I love it. Uh, Again, the live shows for you folks. If you want to talk, we're going to go live every Wednesday, all off-season, 7 p.m. on Wednesday. Check out athleticgreens.com slash sports drink. And again, the show ain't stopping. We we have an amazing streak. We're coming up. You know, they're actually it, the infancy of Bosco's voice. We took like three weeks off very early. But we're coming up on the four-year anniversary of dropping at least one show a week, um, which I'm very proud of. And uh, we're not stopping. Unlike other shows, 
Uh, we're not just football season. Unlike other shows, we're not just football and basketball season. Unlike other shows, we're not just, you know, when we feel like it. We are going at least one a week, every single week, all 52 weeks of the year. We love you guys unconditionally. And you guys know it. I've been saying it. This is how I end the shows now. No matter what is going on in the world, I promise you, no matter where Grant is, even if it's not on this show, he's waiting for you at the cat head. You just got to go find him. Podcast Network.